0: Thank you, Pastor Matt. Good morning, church. I am so excited to be with you this morning. We are starting a new series over the next three weeks that's entitled, Mission Possible. His mission, your world. If you would turn to Luke chapter five right now, Luke chapter five, and as you're turning to Luke chapter five, I just want to share with you a story about four friends who brought their friend to Jesus. For me, this is one of my favorite episodes in the life of Jesus. Starting with Luke chapter 5, beginning with the 17th verse. One day, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, we're sitting there. And the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the rooftop and lowered his mat through the tiles, into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately, He stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen a remarkable thing this day. This morning, I want to start off with a testimony And actually, this testimony has sparked a community outreach that I'm going to challenge you with as we think about Mission Possible. Saturday, I came into the church office. I got the mail, and there was an Easter card uh, from Kelsey Maloney made out to all the staff pastors. As I opened it up, I was so blessed to see the stickers. It says, Happy Easter. She gave a little message But what I really want to point out is how personal she made it. Next to my name, there's a sticker that says beach. And already she identified with how much I love the beach. Next to Pastor Jamal's name, there's a basketball because she knows he likes basketball. Next to Pastor Matt's name because he wears his Yankee hat and shirt all the time. She put a baseball there because she knows that he likes baseball. And of course, we know that Kelsey, you've been on Facebook watching Pastor Todd's videos because right next to Pastor Todd's name, yep, you put a donut. And we know that you've been watching episodes of the Messy Hair Barista because right next to Pastor Bonnie's name, you you put a coffee mug. But you know what this card says to me? As I was thinking this week about this card, Kelsey, that you sent, you know what you were saying? Pastor, you matter. I wanna thank you, Kelson. And in our story today, we learn how people matter to God. How people matter to God more than any other legitimate excuse we could come up with. People are important to God. I, I wanna get right into the message. My first point is this people matter more to God than our own personal plans. It says in verse 18, some people, some men, came carrying a paralytic on a mat. The 17th verse says, one day as he, one day as Jesus was teaching. Now Mark's account says that there were four men. And what we learn is this, that these four men gave up What they had planned for the day. Perhaps they had a day they were going to go fishing. Or maybe they forfeited their tea time at the Capernaum Country Club. Who knows? But whatever they had planned for that day, it got interrupted. So the four of them could carry their friend to see Jesus. Jesus' plans got interrupted as well as he was teaching, all of a sudden he had to stop as he saw an important ministry opportunity that he was to take avail to. You know what? There are times in life within our own schedules that perhaps maybe there's a time when we have an opportunity to witness or we have an opportunity to help someone where we just need to sidetrack from our schedule, where we need to amend our plans and take advantage of the opportunity God gave to us that day to share his story or to help someone in need. It was a week ago, Thursday, I was in my office working on my sermon and, and Hope says, hey, Pastor, you have a call from the Monmouth County Office on Aging. The Monmouth County Office on Aging. I sure hope they don't want to wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> and I picked up the phone and, and this, says, this lady says, hey, Reverend, I don't know if you can help us or not, but there's a, a, a lady in, in Freehold Borough and she called our office and she doesn't have any paper towels. She doesn't have any toilet paper and she takes care of her special needs daughter. And we're just wondering if you could help her out. I put her on hold for a moment And I said to Hope, I said, you know, this lady needs toilet paper and and some paper towels. And and Hope, being the Holy Spirit, said, well, we got plenty of toilet paper here. It's not like we're going to be using it for a while. And she said, I think there's some paper towels. So I I went back online. I said, can you give me your address? I'll, I'll take some paper towels and toilet paper over to her. And Hope came and and got some bags. I I started feeling guilty, so on my way, I stopped at Acme. I went in there, and they actually had some paper towels as well and picked up a couple extra rolls of paper towels. And and when I got to her door, I knocked. She came to the door, and I have three bags of paper towels and toilet paper there. And and I said, hey, I'm Pastor Jeff from First Assembly of God. I I heard you're in need of some paper towels and toilet paper. And I want to tell you something. The look on her face... I could not have planned anything greater that day than the look on her face. Mission accomplished. People matter. Second, people matter more to God than meetings or crowds. Now we read in the story how these four friends carried their friend to see Jesus. And when they got there, the house was crowded. They couldn't get in. The house was packed on the inside. There was people standing on the outside. It says, verse 19 says, they could not find a way to get him before Jesus because of the crowd. Now, it would have been real easy for these four men to say to themselves, this mission is impossible. And to just go home. But all of a sudden, In their creative minds, they took what seemed to be an impossible mission and turned it into a mission possible. And where do we find them? We find them going up to the roof. Now, I think it's real interesting here because as they went up to the roof and they lowered Jesus, if they lowered the man before Jesus, Jesus stopped what he was doing. Do you know what Jesus was saying? This man, you matter more than this meeting. You matter more than this crowd. Now think with me for a moment. Remember how the shepherd left the 99 sheep and went to find the one? I've been trying to keep my Sunday schedule as it's been normal and come down early to the church and pray on Easter morning I was just walking the sanctuary and, and and for a moment I just started feeling a little you know beside myself because you know Easter Sunday and no one can come to the church Easter Sunday is one of our biggest crowds and it feels good to have a full house it feels good to have your church packed out I remember last Sunday we last year at Easter we had we had to bring chairs from building B over because well, it was standing room only and and I was starting to miss the crowd I started to do my devotional reading that morning, and it just so happened it was Acts chapter 8. Remember in Acts chapter 8 where the church was being persecuted so bad that the church had to scatter? And how God used that, and all of a sudden I started to think to myself, you know, it's not always about the crowd, but God is using this moment that perhaps even more people are going to hear the Easter message because of the internet, because we're not able to gather. And then as I continued to read on, remember how Philip went to Samaria? And as he was in Samaria, we read in chapter 8 how revival broke out. How people were being delivered from uh, demons how cripples and, and people who were paralyzed were being healed. And in the midst of that revival, an angel of the Lord comes to Philip and tells him to go to the desert road, the one between Jerusalem and Gaza. Why would God have him leave a revival? Why would God have him leave that meeting? Why would God have him lead the crowds? Because there was one. A eunuch, an Ethiopian eunuch, sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, not understanding. And God took Philip from that revival to that one who needed understanding of God's word. And later we read how Philip was given the privilege of baptizing him. Yes, my friends, people matter more to God than just crowds and meetings. Third, people matter more to God than buildings. These, these four men, they, they went up on the roof and they lowered him on a mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. Now Matthew's account says that they had to dig through the roof. Other translations said they had to tear the roof. But they had a plan. The other thing I I thought about that I never saw before in this passage is it says they dropped him right in front of Jesus. Do you think that was a coincidence? No, I, I kind of think that two men ran down from the roof. They went back to the, uh, the, in the back of the crowd and maybe one man got on another man's shoulder and he started to direct the two men up, up on the roof. No, over to your left. No, over to your right. Back up a little bit and, and right there. In order to accomplish their mission, they had a plan. And as they started to dig, as they started to tear away the roof, I'm figuring it it must have been a space about six feet long by maybe two feet. If you were the owner of that house and and you heard some people tearing through the roof, what, what would you do? And I imagine the owner of the home perhaps looking at Jesus and Jesus saying, don't worry about it. I'll pay for any damages because people are more important than a building. And as they lowered Jesus, as they lowered this man down before Jesus, Jesus stopped. Now, I don't know if you know the significance of this, but we read in verse 17 how Pharisees and the teachers of the law had come from every village in Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. I don't know if Jesus had ever, ever gathered such an influential group of leaders ever before. If you were presenting before a group of influential people and, and someone tried to interrupt you, what, what would you say? Ushers, please, uh, can you go up on top of the roof and find out what's going on? I can't be interrupted right now. But Jesus was on a mission. And he stopped. And he took time from his teaching of those influential people to pay attention to another one who had a need. As I thought about this, here was my thinking. Jesus decided to take those influential people out of the classroom. Come on, guys, I want to take you to the lab. I want to take you from the theory to the practical. And there, Jesus gave them a lesson they would never forget. You know what? I think it's important we know God's word. I think it's important we study God's word. That's very important. But sometimes we can get so caught up In theology, that we miss people who are in need. I believe the most valuable lesson that Jesus taught them that day was that the best evidence for truth was a changed life. The best evidence for truth was a changed life. And what do we find Jesus doing He says to this man who was lowered before him, your sins are forgiven. Now the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, they're they're getting all upset. This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus confronts them. So that you may know the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins. Now he confronts the paralyzed man. He says, get up and walk. And all of a sudden I started to realize that people matter more to God than our own personal comfort. Get up and walk. Now... I have worked above drop ceilings before, and every time you go up into a drop ceiling, you've got to move a tile. It's messy. You know, you're constantly brushing the dust off of yourself and that little white dust that comes from the ceiling tiles. And this is what I was thinking of. When those guys were digging through that roof, that tile, I imagined debris was falling. And there were a lot of people in that audience that they were getting a little annoyed. They were getting a little uncomfortable. But Jesus knew. That this man was more important than their own personal comfort. Now think about those four friends up on the roof. Think about their personal comfort. What are they thinking? Are we going to get in trouble for this? What if someone comes and, and has us arrested? They knew that the need of that friend they were lowering before Jesus was more important than their own personal comfort. You know what I think? I often think this if it wasn't for those four men leaving their own personal comfort of the day, where would their friend be today? Who knows? And I can't help but think, but you know, there are people in your life who can't get to Jesus unless you help them. You know, there are there are some who are so bound by the enemy. There are some who are so lost in hopelessness. There are some who are paralyzed in guilt. There are some who, who, who are, are so beaten down and knocked down because of their past failures. There are some because of their physical inabilities or, or the health. They, they can't. To Je- they need someone to help them to Jesus. I'm sure you know someone right now who needs help getting to Jesus. Maybe that's our mission. That is our mission. And you know, I, I, I think this, that we can accomplish that mission through prayer, through friendship evangelism, And also to invite. Do you know there's not a better time right now to invite someone to church than right now? Because they can stay in the comfort of their own home. I often think about those four men who disregarded their personal comfort, who ignored the schedules of their day, who saw something that seemed impossible but made it possible. And there lowered their friend. and it brought change in his life. As I said in the beginning, I, I wanted to start with a testimony now. I want to end with a challenge. It was missionary Dave Goldschmidt that says, "Because we're limited right now, it doesn't mean we're to be lazy." And there are many people out there. I was so appreciative of this homemade card that says, Pastor, you matter. That here's what it has sparked. We want the community to know that First Assembly of God cares about them. And, and here's the project. We're asking families to make cards thank you cards. You may have a little note card at home that you can just write a thank you in, or maybe perhaps uh, the kids are are driving you a little crazy, and and, mom, I'm bored. There's nothing to do. You can say, well, can you make a thank you card? Or maybe you want to make a thank you card, and you can drop them off at the church. There's going to be a box outside the front door of the sanctuary, or you can mail them, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to take thank you cards that you have made, And we're going to put a $5 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts. And we're going to take 50 of them up to the Freehold Volunteer Rescue Squad. And we want every volunteer on that Freehold Rescue Squad to get a little personal thank you note from First Assembly of God for their service during this time. The following week, what we're going to do is as we're going to take a unit up at the hospital, up at Central State. There's about 20 nurses on one unit and they're working 12-hour shifts and once they get there, they can't leave the building. And, and we're going to take them some type of meal. We're, we're thinking of getting hoagies or subs, uh, a case of water, along with the thank you notes that you have made. Why? Because you matter. They matter. And, and we're just going to provide them with a little lunch. So I challenge you as we close, we have a mission before us that is possible. Would you make a thank you card? Would you write a little thank you note? Drop it off to the church. And in one week, we're going to give it to the rescue squad. Another week, we're going to go up to the hospital and take care of a, of a unit of nurses. But we just want the community to know that we're thinking about them. Hey, this mission is possible God's mission our world God bless you